Yeah. Blimp, 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 blimp. Welcome to the show. Blimp, blimp. We don't know what we're doing. Let's try something different. Starting to regret it. But hey, regrets. We live and learn by regret, right? Wait. Is it by your mistakes? I regret mistakes. That counts, right? Yeah. Mistakes are often regrettable. Right. Remember that. Lesson learned, right? You look at the night sky. Don't regret it. Thank you. I think I'm about to take a very jazzy nap. Frank, Frank, Frank. I mean, hopefully, yeah, I'm lost. Hopefully, this show. Oh man! People that don't, that never heard the show on Sirius XM, are thinking you guys have got some pretty big cojones to come in hot like that because that made no sense at all, and I'm kind of out of here. But what you don't know is we used to play this song, and we would, I would say some trippy stuff because I was always tripping out a little bit. And uh, we can't use that song anymore because we're in the podcast world. So we got uh, the, the the king of tunes over here, Kevin Kraft, who can make all different kinds of sounds. So he made the song with his mouth. Yeah. And it does sound similar to the song, the original, but I guess not exactly the power that that one, because it's really a powerful, odd tune. So it works it's with- fucking weird. It's a weird-ass song. It is very weird. I don't know. It's like a, it's an orchestra, isn't it? Because there's a lot of trumpets and trombones and whatnot. I don't know because I had to listen to it a lot to make that goofy bullshit we all just went through. Yeah. I mean, if anybody good- wants to hear the original, I can say that it's from the Rumpa Stumper movie soundtrack. So if anybody has seen that, it's Russell Crowe's first big movie. So he was famous to us in Australia before he came over and gladiated your asses. So that's a that's a tune that. I always felt like one of those movie things where, wow, the guy that directed found a really cool soundtrack to make this movie, um, you know, a really powerful movie. I thought it was a great movie. I still do, you know, about skinheads and how stupid they are. But still, it it seemed believable and reality-based. Like even the fights they had in the alleyway, there was never this Hollywood arm block, you know what I mean, big exploding punches. It was more... What you would do if you didn't really know how to fight and you're in an alleyway fighting a bunch of idiots, you know, you were just scrambling for your life. So I always felt like it it was a really cool movie and a really cool soundtrack that I was using on the show on Sirius XM and no one knew. Americans don't know about Romper Stomper. So that and then I would use my outro of Into the Dragon, which I now have. Anybody that wants to check out the movie Into the Dragon, Bruce Lee. It's on Netflix right boing, now. Boing, you can boing, listen to it. Boing, boing. And you'll be like, wow, does that, that sounds almost the same. Almost. But once again, it's one of those things where that was a song that I grew up with because I love Bruce Lee and I only was, you know, I only had like four movies under my belt, one of them Mad Max and the other one fucking Bruce Lee. So that song was always groovy to me. I was like, man, it's before my time because I'm definitely into groovy stuff now that I'm older. But when I was younger, I didn't even know who Marvin Gaye was. I was I knew ACDC. I had to go ACDC, Metallica, 
And then Metallica did like a cover of somebody where I'm like, what? They like them? And then I, you know what I mean? So then I'd like, I'll allow you into my uh, like music thing. And then I'm like, well, if you're all right, then Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, you're doing Bob Dylan cover. You must be okay. And so I went backwards. I started from my generation, lucky enough to start from a generation where it was all still musical instruments. So it was easily to influence to go back and, you know, Queen. And then once you're, you know, Queen and Bob Dylan, then sky's the limit. But I missed soul being a white guy in Australia with no, no uh, black friends until I was in my 30s or something. So I never grew up in a household where they ever played it. My parents played ABBA because my mom is white as fuck. She claims she's not, but goddamn, she's ABBA is crazy. Xanadu was in my house. I would Very imagine, white. yeah, that would have been particularly. She was huge, big down there, yeah. And my dad was ACDC, so I always had the metal, you know, sort of heavy rock thing on the so Deep Purple. So there's two different households. I guess my mom was more of a disco. She's more of a dancing queen. She was definitely a dancer. I heard that song a lot. What's that? Come on, Irene. Yeah, I swear. I'm going to take a guess that you were big into the um, Dixie's Might Night Runners. Save Ferris ska, ska version of that song. I was not into it, but my mum used to play it so much when she was drunk and the dog knew the song. So the dog would always. Knew get, when to chime in? Yeah. Whenever you played that song, the dog would come in the living room and we'd all jump around with the dog because he was super excited about Dixie's Midnight Runners. Dexie's, Dexie's Midnight Runners. Okay. Dexie's as in Dexie's as in speed. Believe it or not, like there's a Dexedrin. Oh, their shit. band name is like like Midnight Runners, like drug dealers. Dexie's Midnight Runners. That you would never guess the common Eileen people. That's actually what the name of the band is about. Oh, word. Yeah. Yeah, but when you look at them, you would. I would. I believe they do drugs. Uh, yeah. Is that the band? I think the singer might be a woman now. And they're on the Young Ones once. They were on the Young Ones once. Liquid Death. I'm doing a Burt Crusher. I saw him talk about it. And then I talked to Blasco, who the song that we heard at the start, Blasco, shout out to Blasco and Scott Ian. He was like, do you know about liquid death? And I'm like, I like water. I don't like plastic, but I like bubble water. And they're like, yeah, we make bubble water. So they, I hit them up and they said, me, they're going to send me a package. And then I went on their website. And I saw that they have fire sweatpants. And I was like, you guys got fire sweatpants? He's like, oh, I didn't send you that. I'll send you some fire sweatpants. But the fire sweatpants came and no drinks came. So I just went to the store and bought them. Oh. Yeah, I see these like um, all the death metal bands that I follow. I think like Amon and Marth are big into this stuff. It's the greatest idea ever. As a guy that drinks bu bubble water all the time, it's not in a. I don't want to drink it out of plastic. It ruins everything. Can't drink out of plastic, and I refuse to environment wise and my taste buds. Yeah, well, and I love bubbly water as much as anybody, but it definitely needs an image overhaul, and that's where Liquid Death comes in. Yeah, and then I bought a case of it yesterday. It's got a cool case, got skulls in it, and it's got like in the holes in the eyes where you can see the cans in there. I'm like, wow, you guys really went all out. So I'm, I'm all about it. And I think it's good for the environment as far as I know. So it's like metal and environmentally friendly. That's hard to do. And it's refreshing. And it's good. Fans of this show who are over 21, I got something you're going to love, and that's HempireDirect.com. Why are you going to love this? Well, they can legally sell you Delta 8, T Delta 8 THC in 42 states. Why are you going to love Delta 8? Because it gets you high. It gets you really high. Empire Direct offers Delta 8 in vape cartridges, gummies, distillate, 
And yeah, soft gel and tinctures. Anyway, they got soft gels and liquid droppers. And what's a distillate? It's a distilled extract. Oh, well, they just say distilled extract. Don't they know that we could be potentially really high right now? Anyway, I'm glad you clarified that. Thank you. Uh, It's all high quality, lab tested, verified, and they have incredible prices. Now, uh, now, if you've never heard of Delta 8, T- Delta 8 THC, it's a naturally occurring in hemp that can be sold legally in 42 states and get you high. It's basically kind of marijuana, you know, like it's we've got these different things for everything. It's in the weed. It's like CBD, THC, this is in there. Uh, go to... HempireDirect.com. Go to, yeah, go to, you say it sounds cute. Go to HempireDirect.com. How do you spell it, baby? That's H-E-M-P-I-R-E-D-I-R-E-C-T.com. Makes more sense with your accent, too. Or download download HempireDirect app in the episode description. And if you use promo code Ellis50... You're going to unlock a buy one, get one 50% off deal. Uh, One more time, the promo code is Ellis50. Buy one, get one 50% off. HempireDirect.com or download HempireDirect app and use the code Ellis50. Uh, Hey everybody, Jason Ellis reminding you to go to Onnit.com. Would be a big help if you went to Onnit.com forward slash Ellis. You're going to get a, a, a discount there on all the different supplements, uh, some of the clothing and workout stuff. There's new kettlebell, new kettlebells that just came out. They got the bats, and it's never a better time to get into all this kind of stuff right now because you can't go to the gym. Somebody might give you something. You can't trust people these days, but you can trust yourself. Hopefully, you can trust yourself. If you can't trust yourself, then we're in all kinds of trouble. Uh, but you know... Jason Ellis Show, and you know that Onnit has always supported the Jason Ellis Show. Now that we're a podcast, Onnit is trying to step in and help even more so. So for you guys out there that listen to the podcast, if you use that code, onnit.com forward slash Alice, yes, you will get a discount, but Onnit will know that you listened from this show. So it all goes away around. Remember what Ellis Mania is, all the things that Onnit helps us with, uh, we're very appreciative of all of that. So remember, onnit.com forward slash Ellis. You mentioned that in Romper Stomper, you enjoyed it because you enjoy watching people who don't necessarily know how to fight, fight. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh yeah. No. Wow. Far out. That happened today. Mm. So. Like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm still. <laughs> yeah. We almost lost you. I got a video here of Kevin Kraft. I've got a little catch, but make sure you I had to give him a, a liquid <laughs> death and take him outside in his underwear because his balls were way too hot, right? Yeah, we, yeah his, we needed to give him liquid death because he needed some liquid life. Yeah. Yeah, you guys came very close to seeing my penis. Ugh. Why? I mean, I immediately stripped. You once. thought about taking your underwear off? Yeah. You thought that would have made it cool down faster? If, if it was even a microsecond, yeah. I'll go there. Okay. Um, Man, if I just cinched it a little bit tighter. <laughs> people, <laughs> people that don't know, we I have an MMA room now, uh, thanks to zebra mats in my upstairs area where you can train. It looks like it's a tournament. You could do a jiu-jitsu tournament there. So we had a jiu-jitsu, a jiu-jitsu tournament this very day. 
happened between these two action, like, anacondas. Yeah, the word warrior gets thrown around a lot, but perhaps applicable. My wrist hurts. Fighters and the Kid is what this show should have been called because I'm just a small town country boy and these two are killers. But you guys... You saw a side of me you've never seen. No. Well... Well, Almost. Yeah. (laughs) We're dead. (laughs) Dick and dead. (laughs) I've never seen Kevin dead with his dick out before. I've never seen that color of Kevin before. It was definitely gray as fuck. Like you got uh, some light back in your cheeks, but you were as gray. You were very gray out on the balcony. I was worried about you. One of the things you said about me when we first met, like when I first moved to L.A., you remember one of the first things I ever said about was that you? I'm gray. Is it you're gray? Yeah, yeah I'm a and good guy. Like, I like I like how I just I, one of the great things I have that I attributes that I have is where I just blurt shit out that kind of stings with people for the rest of their lives. That's not positive in any way. Well, no, I hear a lot of stuff. Like before I grew the facial hair, I heard you know, look, it's Ellen. Like Ellen, yeah. Tilda Swinton a lot. Like the the repeating stuff. They you know gray. comes and goes. But I've never been called gray before, and yeah. I was like. I don't know what that means. But you said I look gray, and then you're like, yeah, you're a New York guy. You you know New York guys are, are pretty gray. Yeah, you're pasty. Like, oh, I don't know what that means. It's pasty. Oh, it's, I'm pasty as fuck. It's just easier what? to see your veins than other people's. It's but it's mm. certain, but it's a certain paste. Mm-hmm. There's like a paste where um New York Irish. No, because you can have like real real white skin and you're not paste. I, I feel like you smoke weed, you don't go in the sun and you're a white guy. You got a little bit of gray in you. Mm. You know, I feel like fucking uh, Louis J. Gomez is Puerto Rican. And sometimes he smokes so much weed, he looks gray. I don't know what to tell you. And I think it's because, one, he's in New York, freezing, no sun. Two, what, you both, you're all smoking. Sure, you guys have sunny days, but you don't have sunny days enough to you go to, so you do sunny day life. You get sunny no, days I every now and then you. where you'll be out in the park and you'll get some sun. Yeah. But you can't have enough of a routine where you always go out in the sun every day because that's part of your life because over half of it, there's no fucking sun there. Well, and even when it is sunny, I will say in your defense that especially in Manhattan, but even in the outer boroughs, there's really big buildings. So half the time, when you're, the half the time when you're walking down the street, you're in the shade. Yeah. Right. And I even remember, you know, I lived almost 30 years in, you know, New Jersey, New York area. And... My my skin texture would change for the winter. Like, I'd be ashier. I'd be even paler than I usually was. And I was never a big go-out-in-the-sun guy anyway. It's yep. just the, you know, the weather fucking fucks with my bitch-ass skin. Yeah. Mm. I wonder what the difference is, because I know that getting sunlight on your skin, even more so now, I, ho- I saw some stuff Aubrey, Mar- Aubrey Marcus posting about how uh, UV light, and then I saw some other science guy saying about the UV light in your eyes in the morning. So I've been trying to do that to sort of energize my day. If I can get in the in the morning sun and look at it and get it in my eyes in the morning, I feel like I have more energy for whatever it is I'm doing that day. And then, you know, I feel like it's good for the body to receive sun through the skin. Man, I sound like the fucking ex-president right now. That was good. Uh, so no sun on it would it seems like you wouldn't flourish as much but i also feel like if you get too much sun and you're and you're a white guy you got like skin cancery things that you got to worry about when you get older or yeah what is the damage of being a super tan guy i always thought that was sluggo because he's a canadian pasty guy 
who fucking tans all the time, like his whole life he's in tanning beds or every time he come to California, he's immediately in his fucking underwear in the backyard. with. And I'm like, what is that? Because he loves to tan. And I mean, he gets a little bit, I mean, he's older, but I'm like, uh, you know, we, we doesn't use, what do you say, Katie? He doesn't use moisturizer? He doesn't use sunscreen. He doesn't use sunscreen. Oh. And he's fucking, I swear, he's like the great, he's like Tarzan the Eskimo. Wait, is that racist? Are we not allowed to say Eskimo I think it's probably again? racist two different ways. Oh, God. He's like, he's, 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 fuck. He's very, Nati he's, he's very almost fit. native. Mm -hmm. I've got it, Michael. Hang on a minute. Here we go. No, I'm not going to get in trouble this time. Here we go. He's like a native Indian. <laughs> I'd, like gotcha. to say were, I'd like to say you were close. I fucked up again. Yeah. He's like an, he's like a native Russian. Better. Yeah, I don't know about if it's more accurate or not, but he's like a native <laughs> Mohican. Uh, not offensive, but inaccurate. You can just say he's like a native. He's like a native, but in I think the you're cold. To say that? What's a cold what native? About? But that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I know that's why I can't explain it. You're a New Jersey native. What are no. you? If I feel you're like an if Indian you leave... in the cold. Yeah. Are you an Indian in the cold? Uh, well, you can be in. You can be an indigenous Canadian. Or he's you like could an. Be... First Nations again, as I believe the phrase that they're throwing around. He's like a First Nation, yeah, white guy. Like he's he's very mm -hmm. he's very what was that other thing you just said? Asian thing? In indigenous? Yeah, he's very indigenous mm -hmm. to the cold area above America. Yeah, right. And he's also Caucasian. There you go. I feel like I've said it correctly. We got there, folks. Yeah, and I don't know if yeah. you're a little bit. That that mm -hmm. you you probably handle the sun a little bit better. Well, okay. Or not. Okay, so you, I think you are right. I'm not a doctor, but I do believe human beings need an amount of sunlight. Yep. Oh, it's, 100%. It, it's and and that is why people who um are native to places where there's lots and lots of sun have really really dark skin because there's a certain amount of sun you're supposed to be getting, so they would only uh, absorb so much, whereas people who live in like Scandinavia or Russia have very, very, very fair skin because there's not that much sunlight there, so they absorb way more of the little that they get. Right. So he's a guy who it seems Rob Slogo Boys, professional skateboarder, breakdancing champion, friend of the show, stuntman, yeah, done it all. He seems like somebody who nature has equipped to live where he lives in Canada, but he chooses to live like somebody who lives in Southern California. Yeah, right. I'm I'm so jealous of people that don't have to panic attack about the sun like yeah. i i've um you know my my family spent a lot of time at the jersey shore and stuff when i was growing up and i don't know if like in the early 80s mid 80s there was as much info about like sunburns and cancer as there is today no judging by or the maybe, number of ladies that used to you know because we were the kind of families I, i'm assuming where you were lucky to go down the jersey shore for a week maybe two weeks but the rich folk had a house down the shore and they were down there all summer. Yeah. And there were always these ladies that you'd see laying out in front of their house or on the beach who had like completely turned themselves like the color of an African-American. And they were just couldn't get enough. They weren't done yet. They weren't done until they were literally black. Yeah. And those ladies, if they were putting on anything, it was only to help them Oiled. get more color. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tanning oil. Yeah. yeah, to magnify the effect. Yeah, but you yeah. can so, do, you can get, you can be super pacey and then you tan yourself enough to get a base tan where yep. you can start oiling yourself and getting browner. That's but why I went as, to the nude beach that time. Base tan. Yeah. Yeah. As, that's, that's why you went? That's why I went. I had a base tan on my shaft. Yeah. As somebody who's on just like the other end of that shaft spectrum tan. where 
Dude, I, I, you know, I go see a dermatologist once a year now. I got an appointment in a couple of weeks, mm. and I get butt naked on this table, and they fucking scan me with like this black light thing, and they yeah. they they peek open my butt cheeks and they lift my dick and pluck at my nutsack. Couldn't and shit. you look at that bit yourself? Well, no, I mean, they, you know, they get the back, they mm. get the spots you can't see, and they and if like, you, are they cutting stuff off from you? No, no, no. But I'm so like freckly and stuff that. Yeah. They know what they're looking for, and I guess they have like the lights they're using. Like something that's problematic will show up differently. And you haven't so, had ones yet, not yet. But, but you I've still been, get checked out a lot for being a young man. Well, they, I, I, I mean, who knows? But they tell me to go once a year huh. just to be safe because of my fucking bitch ass complexion. Oh. And as a kid, like I was saying before, you know, we we got taken to the beach all the time, and if like I would be running out the door if we'd go stay down the shore for a week. And my mom would be like, put sunscreen on. I'd be like, fuck that. And just yeah. run to the beach sure. and get fried to a crisp. Yeah. And I forget what the, the thing is, but they found now that like, even if you've, I think, been sunburnt five times in your life, you are at a severe risk of developing skin cancer. Oh, God. And like, I've had people in my family have had it and they've had it cut out. But like, I've been burnt so many times. I have this patch of gross freckles across my shoulders. I hate, it grosses me out. I fucking hate my freckle patches. Oh, yeah. They're gross to me. What about yeah. hair implants? Mm. What? Go what about on. if you made yourself hairy like a Sasquatch? Oh, like an Andre Arlovsky type. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's the solution Ooh. to all my problems. Mm. Do you know what, Kevin? Pubes. Now? What about if you riddled yourself in pubes? I don't like that. Mm. All right. Yeah. Just trying to help. You could have like a vastly elevated risk of skin cancer and still not have a very high overall risk of skin cancer. Like yeah. if you have, if you are five times more likely to get skin cancer than the average person, you're probably still very unlikely to get skin cancer. Let me yep. just- put this thought in your head because this might help you a little bit. If you've ever been on vacation somewhere where a certain kind of European, very, very often an English person is, I remember being at a resort and like one day I'm in the pool and there's a bunch of guys playing grab ass and seeing who can drink the most beer. And the next day, every single one of those guys is so red, they're purple and yeah. they're still playing grab ass and drinking beer. And they're going to be back there the next day. And I asked somebody, what the, what is wrong with these people? And they said, these guys want to brag that they were on vacation. The more color they come home with, the more everybody knows this guy went somewhere where yeah. the sun shines. And that's no, ghetto fabulous. So every single person who's like that in England goes down to Spain or to the Mediterranean or goes to some resort in the Caribbean or something and do them that to themselves ideally once or twice per year. And there's not like it's not as if there's an epidemic of skin cancer across northern England, I don't think. That's why I always like it when I take a massive moto slam or something and I bleed internally and my dick and balls turn purple because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of that. It's a badge of honor. Yeah, because well, that yeah. and I get to show everybody my dick and balls. Right. Yeah. That's another. Even fun people I've had friends are like, dude, I swear I don't need dick and your dick and balls in my life. I was one of those. And then people. they go, oh, yeah, that's amazing. I'm like, it is amazing because yeah. every time people that don't know this, if you hit your side really hard and you have like some internal bleeding, it go when it goes through your stomach. I don't know why I'm. We should have a doctor or like sit next to Kevin because we got a lot of questions. That might but might be coming next week. For some weird reason, my stomach is not purple. Even my, what's the bone bit before your dick? What's that called? Your pelvis? Pubis? Yeah, pubis, pelvis, mortimus, and then your cock and balls <laughs> straight away. Just I don't watch Harry Potter movies. <laughs> and I fucking watch fucking gold. What's a fucking ring movie? Lord of the Rings. God. My wife loves Lord of the Rings, so whenever there's, because I don't want to watch politics, and I'm like, put a movie on, and then I'm surfing, and I'm like, I've seen all these movies, or oh, they suck, it's probably, you know, Steven Seagal, and I'm like, oh, kill me, and then she's like, well, Lord of the Rings are good, 
And then now, you know, now I'm watching fucking Gollum eat his friend or whatever and everyone's freaking about the ring. I'm like, fuck, man, the ring. Enough of it already. I can't believe these people just keep wanking on about it. You should watch the movie I was watching last night. I believe it's streaming on Prime. It's called Future Force. It's a 1989 low-budget futuristic cop movie. A la, it's like RoboCop meets Mad Max. Ooh. David Carradine is a police officer. With He's a terrible actor. <laughs> it was sorry. I, I'm no, I know. I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of these things. And yes. the funny thing is, you you can tell when an actor. I love it. Like Travolta is the kind of guy that if he's in a bad movie, he still gives it 110. Yes, percent And that's agreed. kind of entertaining in its way. And then you can see when like a Bruce Willis is in a movie. Yeah, and he lo- asleep. He loathes being there. Yes. Carradine, it's like he was friends with the director and he was perfectly happy to be there, but still gave zero effort. Like he seems perfectly, he's just like, oh, you want me to say it again? I mean, I, I can, I can, like, can half ass this all day. He seems like he just missed out on uh, Beastmaster. Like he was a <laughs> yeah. perfect guy for for Beastmaster. But it's this futuristic thing where cops are all vigilantes who just are like operating on the bounty system and they're all like biker style dudes. But he has this uh, this glove, this metal glove arm covering things that shoots lasers at people. Wait, you're not allowed to do that. That's other people's weapons, right? Uh, yeah, everything from this movie is something else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Future Force, you say? Future Force. Man. What year was that? I think it was 1989. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Golden Age. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, man. What a cover. Yeah, it's great. There's a scene where a guy is typing um, something on a keyboard, and it was like they couldn't get an effect for a keyboard. So every time they cut away from his finger, somebody just goes like... <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. Oh, man. It's better than Lord of the Rings any day. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. What kind of budget? Man, that no wonder. I'm like, how did this one sneak under the radar? <laughs> I can see why by the cover. I can't even take that serious at all. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? It's so dumb. It's like the most weakest cover for a movie that I'd ever want to see. It's funny because it's a real movie. They have some dumb Is he going bold in that cover yeah. photo. He's really fat too. And at one point they say he's like 6'2, 190. They show his like stats when they're like looking him up on a computer. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like 250. And it's funny because you can see the extras don't know they're in a movie. Like there'd be two future cops fighting each other and some guys just walking down the street in downtown LA who has no idea he's in future force. Oh. <laughs> okay, now you're selling it. Yeah, I recommend it. Yeah, I recommend oh, wow. into that. Yeah. yeah, that looks like a treat. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> at, I'm adding that one. <laughs> now I'm going to talk to you about Coolvin, everybody. I'm telling you, it's this thing that if you drive and you do stuff, it's a bag, it's insulated, and it keeps things cool. And then there's another pocket in the top that keeps things hot. So you can plug it into your car or in your house or wherever it is. It's got uh, options for 110 or 12 volt applications uh cool event allows you to bring your meals with you and heat them up wherever you go anywhere all day so it's super convenient for me if you want to go to the track or anything like that it's the ultimate because it has both and you can also the thing if you don't want to keep it hot all the time then you can just have something that you want to heat up when you get there and just plug it in you're off it's kind of like having an oven fridge in your car anyway uh cool vent What's that thing in the middle again, Katie? Cool. Dash. Cool-ven.com. If you go there, you can see all the retailers, where they are everywhere. And if you order some stuff, don't forget, code Ellis when you check out and you will get a 10% discount. Thank you, Coolven, for the support of the Jason Ellis Show. Also, Lean Feast, everybody. This is another thing where people say that they're putting on weight because they're in a pandemic and all this other stuff. Well, 
Why don't you just go to Lean Feast and then you can have all your meals all made. They're uh, low carb, low calorie, so you know you can stay in shape, stay eating consistently. Consistently, a lot of people don't know this, but if you eat uh, all the time, you can actually lose weight from that. I know it doesn't. It, it sounds weird, but if you small portions and you put like four meals in a day instead of like one or two big meals in a day, you lose weight. It's like science. I can't explain it. I didn't go to school, but I know that it works. Uh, so these guys have a giant uh list of food to choose from so you just take you you get it delivered if you go to leanfeast.com you'll visit and see all the different um locations nation nationwide so they can deliver stuff or you can pick it up yourself and you can have these meals delivered to your door ready to go stick in the fridge when you need to eat you pop it in the microwave for a couple of minutes and bob is literally your uncle code ellis again for another 10 percent discount feel better do this. You go to the cool vin, and then you get the lean face, and you're driving around, eating better, thinking better, doing better things. You're better, and you're welcome. <coughs> so, yes. We had a- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> maybe, I don't want to spoil it, but I guess I can. The win- maybe the loser lost because of the lettuce that is in their larynx. Like, yeah. do you think that your, that your jiu-jitsu was not as good as it could have been because... Of your um, the you, you you think you have a piece of lettuce stuck in your neck and you can't breathe through it? Um, no, the the majority of it is because I'm a, as soft as baby shit. Yeah, but let's but, go back to the neck injury <clears throat> first before we go into the jujitsu tournament. You have a neck injury. Uh, I mean prior I mean, injury before the tournament. Okay, so for people that are just discovering the show, yeah. I'm uh uh what's the thing Do where you, you're afraid of? Don't, you have everything. Hypochondria. I'm a hypochondriac. Yeah. Okay, that's so, true. Last year, uh, it was probably around a year ago, when we were at the the studios, I had just eaten a salad and we were like about to go on the air and I'm like, ooh, ooh, like doing that and yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't get something out of my fucking throat. Yeah. And it stayed like that for like like a week or two, and then it went away. And I I thought that there was like some protrusion in my throat that like coat hanger hooked a piece of lettuce that was just soggy and hanging there and wouldn't get the fuck off. Yeah, and it started back up again. And I'm like. And I, I mean, at this point, I know it's not a fucking piece of lettuce. Um, you know, I have nurses in my family, and I ask them, and they're like, "Yeah, it's probably GERD." What's it's GERD? like a um, gastrointestinal like reflux disorder. Or something. It's something to do with heartburn, and I, I get, I get, I get really bad heartburn sometimes. Okay. Like to the point where I turn purple. I had an ex almost call an ambulance at dinner one time when we were at um, uh, Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> some some of the things that can trigger it is like pasta. Yeah. So I ate a big mouthful of pasta. And the sensation that I get when it's like really bad is it feels like there's a bowling ball in my stomach that's just slowly coming up my throat. So it's like ripping it apart and tearing it. Yeah. And it's also covered in acid. So it's just searing the 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 inside of my throat as it rips it to, to ribbons. That can happen every now and then from eating pasta. Yeah. And you still eat pasta it a gets lot? So bad. Well, it's it gets it can get triggered by like, I don't know, bread. Like uh. I just bite something. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, and it comes in waves where sometimes it'll happen once a week. And it gets, it's so fucking painful that, like, I can't breathe. And I'm like, ah! Clap. And she thought I was having a heart attack because I turned purple. Like, yeah. my, my whole face changed color. And it just has to work itself out and, and pass. But it's, it's excruciating. Yeah. So, like, I have that, you know, heartburn shit. So the fact that it, like, this sensation of, like, a phantom piece of lettuce stuck in my throat could be that. But 
since I'm a hypochondriac, I always think something is killing me. Like I thought um, like the past six months, I thought I had butt cancer. Yeah. And now um, for the past couple of weeks, I'm convinced that I'm dying of throat cancer. Do you still have butt cancer? I might. So you might have butt and throat cancer. Yeah. And then wow. you're, really, you're really soldiering <laughs> on knowing that. And then somebody hit me up because on the on I'm the sorry, we, we are, you and I both sometimes go to the same urgent care where no matter what is wrong with you, they accuse you of yeah, being an irresponsible yeah. homosexual. Yeah. If you have throat and butthole issues. Oh. Oh, He's like, motherfucker, wow. you gotta stop getting <laughs> you got, spit roasted. You gotta stop, yep, that's what it is. Stop out being the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you won. Now stop. <laughs> <laughs> but on the on yesterday's Patreon show, I talked talked about how I like I wake up a, a couple times every night to piss. Yeah. And it's annoying because it interrupts my sleep and I, I never feel rested. And somebody was like, dude, got to get your prostate checked out on social media. And now it's like, oh, fuck. Now I have <laughs> butt cancer and throat cancer again. Uh-oh, it's the old, the triple threat, the throat, dick, and butthole. Damn, <laughs> okay, girl, so, calm down. So let's let's say you might, <laughs> let's say maybe you're off and you don't have uh, throat and anal cancer right now. And you're just like, uh, you've got like a sore throat from acid reflux mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. You've got, what do you got? A glob? A gird. A gird. Just a touch of gird. You got a gird. Is there like a thing that you can take that lowers your gird levels? From what I've seen, it's it might be like a psychosomatic thing, like something that's not even there. Your brain is just creating In it. your mind, you've got a gird? And is it really a gird if it's in your mind? If it's real to you. You're asking the dumbest guy in the room. I don't know. Gird, throat, thingy. Shag my friends tonight! They could drop that, that fun little camera down there again. They're always happy to do that in my experience. I wish we had one so that we could do it on here. I would Just love to. stick it in his neck and sh tell you what it is. Last time I did it, they put me under for it. Yeah. With no advance warning. They're like, this is the guy who's no going to be... They're like, this is the guy who's going to be knocking you unconscious. And I'm like, I don't... Because I'd done it once before when yeah. I was lived in New Jersey and I was awake the whole time. I oh, actually... The, you drink this um, barium... I think yeah. it is, and you 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 can literally see the like the X ray, mm -hmm. the white like milk of magnesia looking shit fall down into you. And I thought yeah. we were just going to do that again. I was weirdly looking forward to it, and they're like, "No, you'll you'll we'll see you in like ten minutes." Even and, better. Yeah. Right. 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 So no, I don't. Dose. I don't think we ought to be administering that sort of procedure here in the studio. Um, yes, uh, Google is telling me Globus, Globus pharyngeus. That's what you have. God, more Harry Potter shit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Now you have Globus pharyngeus, <laughs> and and that means he's suffering from this disease as he goes into the biggest fight of his life. Yeah. So mm -hmm. here we are at the fuck. I'm never going to remember that word. Charcuterie. The charcuterie 5000 jujitsu tournament uh, of the world, where the two champions duel it out for jujitsu supremacy. There's been a lot of talk over the years about who's better at jujitsu. Uh, people that follow the show, <laughs> people that don't know SiriusXM or Patreon shows that we do now, people that don't know about this war that's been going on for a long time. Yes, take it to the mat or shut up, you two, they say. This is the end of it here. It ends here, and it ended today. And we can see what happened because at, at, at first when we started, obviously I showed the competitors how much meat and cheese that they could win by winning this championship. So quality is a quality big deal. Cheese, yeah. yeah. We got it from Whole Foods. So, you know, it's good. So, uh, I tried to, uh, cause they, but they both have no, no submissions, none. So I said, guillotine, super easy. Here's how you could do that. So then they go, as soon as they start going, uh, it's apparent to me that 
uh, Michael is stronger than Kevin. Oh, yeah. I believe that uh, they both sort of lock and they start pushing each other. And, and within a few seconds, Michael seems to have got more weight on top of Kevin. And They Kevin, talk about that all the time in the UFC. People putting their belly on people. Right. Make him, make him carry his weight up on the cage. You got to watch more UFC, Kevin, and maybe you would have known about that. But I did tell you to try and scramble and get out of stuff. And he did try to scramble a few times to get out of stuff. But Michael... With a with a, a tremendous grip and a good base, very hard to get uh, out from underneath of Michael Tully. Did I sprawl? You sprawled well, yes, because uh. you went for a single leg and a double leg. You did two MMA things. Did I? Yep. Get One the was fuck a, out of here. At the start, I, you tried to do a double leg, and then you couldn't <clears> get your legs, your hands together, and then you went for a single, and that's when Michael sprawled. Mm. And then you guys were really doing some MMA when that happened. Yeah. And then it got into this weird entanglement where Michael knew that this guillotine choke that I'd just shown you five seconds ago, he knew that that was a thing, and I could tell he was trying to go for it. By the way, when you demonstrated that on me beforehand, yeah. that hurt my throat. Oh. No, you got him right in the GERD. In my GERD nads. Maybe you need to be choked out properly. Maybe you'll get the GERD out. Because maybe that's your problem. But anyway, let me get into the rest of this fight. So he's in trouble, and I start giving him advice because I can tell Michael's definitely got a good base and Kevin can't get out. So Kevin starts scrambling, uh, gets out of the guillotine choke because he's fighting the hands, and somehow out of nowhere, uh, Michael gets on Kevin's back, and Kevin taps from a rear naked choke where Kevin, where Michael doesn't have an arm under anything and isn't really choking, and both I think you had your hands locked. I, I think I tried to put like my wrist on on his oh, you had a on, wrist? on his Adam's apple. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it wasn't like I was. Passing out. No. But, but you at, were getting tired. Very, very tired. At that point, I was so tired, and I was like, every time I exert like everything I have in me to get his arms off, and then he gets it back in, it's like, I can't keep doing this. He's fucking got me, so I'm going to tap before I vomit all over your, your living room. So, Given the aftermath, that may have been a wise Yes. No, if you had <laughs> kept going for another two minutes, because what we don't know yet is, so the title's done, Michael wins the championship, yay, all the meats and cheeses are yours. Then Kevin is uh, in his underwear, so his balls are super hot all of a sudden. I'm thinking maybe he's being funny, and then I see him take a seat next to the mats, and I'm like, you all right? And you're like, yeah, just can't get my breath back. And I'm like, are you sure you're all right? Kept saying, yeah, but he didn't look like it, but that was true. And then I gave him some water, and then I noticed you were gray as fuck. I filmed it on my phone, so I don't know if we can use it for the podcast, but you had changed into a very gray color, and you were saying that you were feeling faint and that you were going to vomit. I was. So it was, um, I was making this analogy b before we started. Like sometimes you're eating a meal that's so good. You don't realize you're full and you're like, yeah, I'm full, but I want to get a, a little bit more of this deliciousness in me. Hmm. And then you're like, all right, I'm tapping out. That's enough for me. I'm full. And then like, as every minute that progresses, you keep getting more full and you're like, Oh, what the fuck did I do to myself? This is bad. So like, I tapped out because I was just purely exhausted. Like I was winded. Do you winded. think if you were fitter, you My, could have beaten Michael? I mean, I'm sure I would have done better. Right. Yeah. But well, like once once we stopped and I was like, Whoa, to you, Michael. I'm Let's glad we stopped and we did because I am fucking wiped out. I am out of breath. I'm sore. I've, I've used all my muscles. And then it just keeps getting worse. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, dude? I stopped. Why, why, why can't I feel better? It might not be a bad idea for you to sort of do some exercise. Mm. Yeah, I've I've heard that's a thing. 
It does. I mean, you do exercise a bit, right? I take your word for it that you do your bike and you do your DDP yoga, et cetera, et cetera. I, I took a break. Okay. But even when you do, I think we've all had the experience where you can be practicing pretty hard at one thing and then you do a different thing and it exhausts you way more than everybody else in the room because yeah. you have like a, you need a specific kind of fitness. I know the first couple of times that we went to a boxing gym for the very early Ellis Manias, I was going to the gym at that point in my life. I was a reasonably fit person. And the way that you felt after we, whatever the hell we did today is the way that I remember feeling that after the first time that I sparred in boxing, I'm pretty sure it was with Benji Madden and it wasn't particularly eventful. It wasn't like I got my ass kicked or kicked his ass. We just sparred a little bit. And then I went outside and I laid on the concrete and watched the world spin for like 20 minutes. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. That remember, um, I was, uh, dating this girl that was like big into fitness and, she must have just vomited every time I took my shirt off because she kept being like, oh, you and I should do a a, a, a gym adventure together. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very nice way to say you're fat. Yeah. So Damn. so we signed up at LA Fitness and they do a thing like, hey, you're a new member. You get these fucking like classes. You can you can take any of these things for free. Yeah. They love and, that. Yeah. We'll give you one day with a trainer. She's going to like work you out and show you some stuff. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. So I show up and I do my thing. And she's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And she busts out like those um, like those rope ladders that Arnold climbs up to a helicopter. And she put them on the floor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. And I'm she's, like, what the hell? I got it now. Yeah. yeah. She's showing me these things to do. And, like, you know, Foot you, patterns. Foot patterns. Then like do a push-up thing. And then like, e-e-e-e-e, like yeah. push-up shimmy across. Yeah. And I'm doing stuff that doesn't look exhausting. And she just like 15 minutes in, I start getting winded. And I'm like, fuck, I think I might need to uh, take a little break here. And it was the same thing as when I just wrestled Tully. Like, I felt myself reaching my limit. And I was like, you know what? I, I, need, a, I need a break. Let me, just, let me just catch my breath here for a second. And I could see in her eyes. She was like, pussy. Aww. So I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, whew, goddamn, that was rough. And then the panic sets in. I'm like, oh, what have I done? And then I start like, I'm, I almost did the same thing where I'm just like, I need to strip my clothes off. And then I fucking you, you vomited wait, right there in front of her. You disrobed and then vomited? Yeah. Did you disrobe in front of her this time or did you just vomit? You didn't I, take your clothes off before you vomited in front of her, did you? I got my shirt off, but I was in like shorts and then barfed, yeah. But you took your shirt off mm -hmm. in the gym. It was it was in a more secluded area, so it wasn't that embarrassing. But she, she was, was personally training you and you ripped your shirt off and started vomiting. Yeah, and she was cute too. But I was Does off the market, matter? so it doesn't matter. Does it I, don't like, I don't like... Does it I don't like, uh, I don't know what it is. It's it's worse being humiliated in front of attractive people. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, as, I, I, as an ugly, I know as a, why. As an ugly dude, it's... Even if nothing would ever happen with them, it's it's nice to, like, in a hypothetical world where she goes back to her desk and somebody goes, that guy you were just with, was he cute? You'd rather her him go, yeah, yeah, he was all right. As opposed to, fuck, Jesus Christ, he was the most disgusting man I've seen in my life. Yeah, it was kind of like that, that story when I went and saw, you know, Dr. Buttfuck that always tells Tully and I that our gay activities are, are the source of our problems. <laughs> and I actually had, like, an irritated anus. Right. <laughs> so, like, I'm laying there in the fucking paper smock. You can't blame the guy. I mean, you came in for an irritated anus. <laughs> yeah. I know, but then he's like... You should like, know what you're getting when you go visit the offices of Dr. Buttfuck. <laughs> yeah. I, I know, fuck me. And also, fuck me, because he was like, is it cool if an assistant comes in and observes? Yeah. Like a med school student. I'm like, sure, in the name of science, let's do this. And this smoking hot girl walks in and has to look at my fucking irritated anus. She yeah. takes off her glasses and then lets her bun out and shakes her hair down. Yeah, you own that. Oh my that. God, that's it a horrible anus. Why don't you own that? Yeah. It's your time to shine. Oh yeah, get a load of my fucking sick it's anus. It's your anus, man. You're not going to get another one. Own it. 
You can turn that negative into a positive. Yeah, like here is my anus, hot lady. When was the last time I showed my anus to a random hot lady where it wasn't jail offense? I would have rather it have been my regular penis, but I'm on my side and it's on the table. Like I'm on this this type of thing. And he fucking squats down and because I'm laying on my side and he lifts a butt cheek and he goes, whoa. You know what you got to do? You know what you got to do? You got to show your anus to more people and you've got to work out more so that you don't get dizzy and all that. Because it's it's if you worked out more and did yeah. more stuff, then because I every time I uh, get hurt and then I go back into the gym, usually that first day back, I vomit. Because I'm not fit enough to do what I my brain thinks I'm fit enough to do. Yeah. And then I'll mm-hmm. do it. Actually, to, to be honest, I'll do three quarters of it. And then I'll go into the alleyway and throw up. And he's like, oh, wow, been, it's been a while, huh? And I'm like, yes, it's been a while. Cause, and that's me that goes all the time. And you don't go at all. No. So if you went a couple of days a week, that would go away. And that means it oh, would go sure. away for all other things. Like in case homeless man is chasing you home. Yep. You can jog you could jog him out instead of being worried that if he goes you know, if this guy really has the thirst for getting a hold of you and and uh, you know, whatever it is that he really needs from you, because I remember there was a guy that was chasing you the other day and yeah. you got you got away, right? Yeah, because he didn't what chase if, me very far. Right. What if this guy mm-hmm. there's guys there's 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 homeless guys with gas, they can they can run. And what or happens meth. then? What happens if they get to you and you're completely gassed when they get there? I'm his for the taking. So you gotta you gotta train. And you I know. should have you should you should be training here all the time. There's a lot of things I should be doing. All right, there you go. I keep trying. I don't know why, but I keep trying. <laughs> I know. I mean, you guys have seen me fit. I just thought that you today looking that pasty, and for me to be worried about you guys grappling for like under two minutes, <laughs> and, and you're and you're not sixty five or four hundred pounds, that you should. I know that would be a wake up call for me. I'd be like, uh, you know, like Robin Quivers, too fat to get out of the building on nine eleven thing. Do you know that? Like no. she had to go down the stairs and she said she felt like she couldn't get there because of how big she'd gotten. Yeah. And when that was all said and done, she fucking lost a bunch of weight. Cause that was a, her wake up call. And I feel like for you, cause that one just tells me if you're so tired from doing that, then you're going to be, when you're 70, it's going to be hard work just being alive. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you know, because I've participated in Ellis Manias in the past. Yep, and you sprinted and, on people um, for long periods of time. So you can yes. train yourself to do this. My first Ellis Mania, I did get in, like, the best shape of my life. Yep. I had abs. I had pecs. And Why not I, do that again? I tried, and that's that's when I fucking tore my stomach oh. or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, right, 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 right. But then, and then, and then uh, I fought Will Pendarvis. <laughs> did you see um, Champ and Michael over here? He's like, good for you, little buddy. <laughs> I, a few years later, I fought Will Pendarvis, yeah. and neither of us trained, and Will's also a bigger guy than me, yeah. and nobody thought I was going to make it out of the first round, so we made a bet that if I lost in the first round, I would eat, have to eat onion rings off of a man's penis. And, Tough right. show. Mm. And then we got a five-minute first round for that match. And you so made like, it. I did make it, but by the end of that fight, and you know, we went into the, well into the second round as well, but I was so exhausted by the end you know, my lungs hurt for a few days. Will had to have an EMT come in and give him oxygen and shit. So, like, I feel like if you're Wait, just... he did? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, a guy came in with an oxygen mask, like, right in the ring, I think. But, like, the, the two of us, like, we don't we don't exercise a lot. Um, for some reason, I'm still kind of skinny until I take my shirt off and you see all my fucking it's not hot not that dog bad. Rolls, my God, stop doing that. You're I'm, not that bad. You're out of shape. You're an out of shape, normal white guy. You're not obese... You're not 
but I got jiggly tits. You got a little bit, dude. I, I feel like it's, it's the the stats are pretty bad, dude. I think half of America is obese, not yes. not bitch tits, obese. So now that you have bitch tits, you're still in the category that is one fucking down from the bad guys. You're still out of you know those crazy diseases that you get in your 40s because you're so fat. So that's true. So yes. obese. Sorry, I'm not trying to shit on people for being large. I know. Look, I, I'm a, a I'm a, a an addict myself. I understand. I'm not trying to shit on anybody for it, but. There are, as you get older, you know, death starts to come into play. Like, you know, I can do whatever I want. I feel great in the morning, no matter what I do. And then you don't. It's a reminder. Yep. And if you can't run and you feel tired, I don't know how it works when you get to 70. I've never been there. But I've got to assume that everything you're doing right now when you're 70 is fucking 100 times harder. So if it's hard to run when you're 40... You ain't fucking moving when you're 70. You're That's just right. sitting there. Mm -hmm. The U.S. adult obesity rate is currently 42.4%, which is staggering. It's, it's the first time it's passed the 40% mark. And the national adult obesity rate has increased by 26% in the last 12 years alone. And it's just like Kevin, my buddy over here, who there's all, it's, it's your decision. It's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would have abs. But if you do it every day and you never give up and if there's pain, you go and see somebody immediately about it and you get it treated and you, or, or you suck it up, you just always figure out a way. If I go too hard, I'm too sore, then work out another way where it isn't as hard. Do something every day and you get a little fitter. You don't have, if you're like your abs are sore, don't do fucking crunches. There's still 1 billion different exercises that you could do every day to get yourself a little fitter so that you're a little healthy, healthier, a little more creative. And not so bummed out about your body because you really shouldn't be. Your body is like on the scale of bodies. You're doing great, dude. Really. Uh, you Maybe you're not doing great if you go to the fucking UFC gym or something, but on the scale, you know what I mean? Because I feel like you watch TV. I watch TV. The fights are on. And I'm like, man, that guy has more muscles in his back than I've ever had in my whole body. Yeah. That's those people. They're freaks, man. I know. I know. I'm hard on myself physically, but I think it's uh, it's highlighted more by my paciness. Like it's. It's one thing if you're like a fat guy or if you're chubby, but if you're chubby and and just pasty, it's getting, just and it's exponentially worse. Right, you're it's saying just so much that a, grosser, a fat tan guy versus a fat pasty guy. Fat tan guy is 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 way better. Like uh, our friend Burke Kreischer has a belly, yeah, and he always likes to take his shirt off yeah. and show his belly. Yeah, I think Burke Kreischer looks better with his shirt off than I do. That's. Incorrect, but isn't that funny? Because Burt Kreischer can he ran uh, a thousand miles last year, and now he's going to try and run two thousand this year. He runs on a treadmill every day. Yeah, he's a committed dude. Mm -hmm. But I I don't understand. Like I watched him lift weights this morning. He has no biceps. He's a large. It's it's it's. He looks way worse than you with his shirt off. All right, but I way think worse. If but if he can Bert and he I were standing, the shit out of you. Oh, of course. And if, I think if Bert and I were standing, he would beat you in jujitsu because you would tap in two minutes from. Everybody would be. My little sister would be. Everybody beats me in jujitsu. You don't want to get. You don't want to get a little fitter. Of course I do. I'm, but I'm. I'm fucking lazy. But if Bert and I were standing next to each other with our shirts off, and mm. there was a row of like Hawaiian tropic models in front of us. Yep. I feel like no. A hundred percent of them would point at me and be like, "All right, oh, all right, that's it." This is what his, we're doing. We're doing tips. it. We're doing it right here. We're doing it. Photo of you with your shirt off. Putting a photo of Burke Kreischer next to it. 
and then we're going to do a, 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 a tally thing. like A poll. A poll. Thank mm-hmm. you, Michael. A poll. It's insane. I love Burt Crusher. Me too. Burt Crusher is very, he's a, he's a fat dude. Everything he does, when he does the basketball thing, I'm like, that is amazing. When he does those running things and he says that he's running for that long, I'm, I think that's amazing. Like I, I, when I was on his broadcast, I asked him, how are your knees and ankles? Because it doesn't make sense to me that you can be this big, and it looks like a tough gut, like it's full yeah. of stuff. Right, well, it is, it is. Well, he's, he's one of those. Fine. He's one of those larger guys who's light on his feet. They they exist. He's not light on his feet, dude. Like I watched the dunk thing with him and Tom Segura. Tom Segura was a thousand times more athletic than Bert. Bert yeah. was really bad, mm-hmm. but I think maybe he's more resilient. Maybe because yeah. obviously Tom's body exploded and Bert's didn't. But before uh, Tom exploded. Uh, Bert maxed out on a nine footer and Tom fucking dunked a nine and a half like it was nothing. Yeah. I'm thinking of like, remember Jackie Gleason from the Honeymooners? Yeah, he was a yeah. guy, he was a bigger guy, especially by, by by those era. And I don't know how how well Jackie Gleason played basketball. He just moved a little bit more fluidly than what you think for a big guy. I had an uncle who uh, had been like a high school basketball player before he fucked up his back. And he was like a fat guy, but every now and again, he'd go, it's super unk. And he'd come running and he'd jump over the side of a, of a above ground pool. That's the kind of light of the feet. Chris that Farley I mean. seemed to be pretty light for a giant man. That's what I'm saying. And obviously Chris Farley, even when he was lighter, when he was on SNL was bigger than Bert is now. Yeah. I know what you're saying though. And, and Bert's belly is full of stuff. I, if I was going to have a, a belly, that's the kind of belly that I would want. Cause I get lumpy when I get fat. Ah, that's he has, too. he has, it, it's, it's a, it's a beer, beer literally, you know, mm. when you know, t- they'll talk about guys being beer pregnant. Mm-hmm. I, I had a high school biology teacher explain it to me one time about literally where the, the fat sits in your stomach from, from beer. And I guess from Tito's vodka. And so I, I agree with you. I, I would. I find Bert more attractive shirtless than I find you attractive. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. For See, sure. I think you've, I think no Bert doubt. has an, an an aura about him where you've like come to love his whole mm-hmm. vibe. No, if but I'm I just, think if that I'm if just you woke you... up, if Kevin woke up with that guy's gut, you would be uh, sadder than you are right now. Oh, interesting. Because I think that Bert carries it in a way where you can't tell that he's lumpy, but he's lumpy too. Like you think you're all lumpy and shit because you get a little out of shape, motherfucker. Every I'm I follow Bert. I watch him on the treadmill. He is fucking shaking and giggling. Like this shit is. He's got fat in his armpits. Oh, he's gonna get mad at me. I, I, he's way fatter than you. This is an insane conversation. The only way he wins is because maybe his photo. Or aside, I'm saying aside from the fact that maybe everyone knows Bert Crush and they don't know you, so they're gonna vote for him. So that's not fair. But if it was just two guys that no one knew. Who's better looking, this guy or this guy, with their shirts off? You've got to be joking me. In my opinion, you've got to be joking me. I mean, just right here, you're outvoted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Put it, put it to a poll. Okay, Katie, I'm, you're a lady. Katie. Be honest. Yeah, be honest. You know, you know I have thick skin. She did not have thick, thick skin. Thick, lumpy, pasty, gray, Itchy, rashy skin. Yep. Okay. I, I, in the, in this, that I can take criticism. <laughs> All right, here we go. Get ready. I would find Kevin more attractive. Yeah, it's insane. More Bert for me. <laughs> and you go, you go in on the way down. What are we doing here? He goes, he's Santa. I mean, I'm not. If you're into fat guys, then that changes it. But I'm saying just the standard of like, what is an attractive guy? First of all, you're like fucking 20, 10 years younger. He's going bald. Man, I, shit on I, Burt Crusher. I know. I wasn't I'm not trying, trying to, to shit on Burt Crusher. I'm just trying to get you to 
see that you're no you're what I wish we could call Bert. You're way hotter than I'll Bert. I'll just say I agree with you, so you stop dunking on Bert. <laughs> I know, right? Because like this yeah, is gonna I know I'm gonna ask Cass to like cut out some of this stuff. I'm like, I don't want to shit on Bert. He's great. Well, listen, it's clear that you're trying to offer all sorts of helpful advice to Kevin and he does not want it. So perhaps we can help some other people. That's what we're here to do, Michael. That's help. Right. People. people may not know this, but from our long running radio show, we've helped thousands of people. People who have nowhere else to turn have reached a crossroads in their life that they can't figure <laughs> out on their own. They reach out to us and they send us letters. And these are definitely all letters that were sent to us and not to dear prudence. These are real listeners of the show who just, they don't know what to do and they don't know where to turn. And that is where we come in with a segment called helped. Question number one, we still have an email address, don't we? Yeah, we do. Do Sub we? Yeah. Submit, oh, that's cool. Submit to Ellis at Gmail. Oh, I told people that's not a real thing anymore. Oh, it's, it's real. That was the nice thing about never getting like a listener dedicated email from Sirius. Is <laughs> yeah. We had to make our own and then they can't take it away. Yeah. So submit to Ellis at gmail.com if you would like to reach out to us for any reason or if you want to be featured on a future edition of this segment. For now, question number one. <clears throat> this is a tricky one. I work at a small nonprofit of about 20 people. Our president is a big personality and often tries to treat employees as friends, whether they like it or not. She makes jokes that are highly inappropriate, and she bullies our more timid employees. Last week, she took things to a whole new level. In an attempt to scare a female employee who's previously been the victim of some of her bullying, she snuck up behind her and planned to give the employee a soft tug on her skirt. What actually happened was that the employee's skirt came off her waist and exposed her underwear. Oh. Immediately afterward, the president repeatedly told the de-pantsed employee not to tell anyone. Would it be wrong for me to tattle about something that didn't happen to me, or should I just butt out of what is not my business? See, I'm not a fan of double standards, even though I know they're out there. But if a guy... yeah. Pull the lady's skirt off, mm -hmm. and now she's down to her underwear. And he goes, "Don't tell anybody in the workplace." In the what? Yeah, good. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. What, like in a bar? Like I don't know which one you can fucking add to it at a tennis game. You can't fucking do that to anybody anywhere. Okay, unless I pulled my wife's skirt off in the bedroom. Then that scenario, I believe, I'm in the clear. All the other ones, no. And then there's, do you want to be a rat? And there's certain places where rat, being a rat, you can't do it. You have to go down. But you're not, I'm assuming this is, you have a president, mm -hmm. you have a workplace, mm -hmm. this person has a skirt on. Doesn't seem like it's too <laughs> bone thugged in harmony. Yeah. And you don't really need to keep it real. People are going to find out that you're a rat about a fucking sexual harassment. Yeah. So I am a thousand percent on uh, ratting her out. I See, believe I'm that a, I'm she a needs to get it. I'm a big believer in an eye for an eye. So I say Ooh. next time the boss is like making a big speech to the the, the workforce, yeah. sneak up behind her and fucking pull her pussy out. Like make sure you get both waistbands. How do you pull her pussy? Oh, you're saying get make sure you get the panties and the skirt. Yeah, use your both your index fingers and hook in <laughs> both waistbands to go frata. Can you actually do that to somebody? I think a lady's butt like stops it from coming all the way off, right? 
Like, no. wouldn't you be ripping her dress? Yeah, I think there would be a bit of a struggle, and that yeah. would, that would be awkward in the workplace. Yeah, to strip <laughs> to strip your presidential presidential boss <laughs> by ripping her dress and underwear clean off down to the anus. in a struggle. Yeah, in, in like a vicious struggle <laughs> where you end up getting it all off piece by piece, leaving her in the mirror. Not so funny when yeah. it's you, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, don't tell anybody in this room what I just did. It is pretty funny, though, because we're debating the merits of whether or not you should go and tell a higher up about this. And yet the more fair eye for eye punishment is to just de-pants her. Yeah, <laughs> but, what could she yeah. really do? What could she really but do? But you can't do it later on. You had to do it right there and then. The question, the moment's gone. Like, you get de-pants by your boss. You turn around immediately and you rip her underwear off and you, like, put a stapler in her box. And you'd be like, shut the fuck up. Don't ever do that again. See, I feel like you got to get her when her guard is down. She right. feels like she's in the clear. I feel like that's a thing with powerful people. Couldn't she people. sue if you she, if you did that, though? You just fucking sue her right back. You did it to me first. You're in authority. She's the president. She has a better lawyer. Doesn't it work? Rich people get it anyway. It's going to be mutually assured destruction. Yeah. Nobody's going to win. Somebody might lose worse than the other person, but nobody's going to win that. Yeah, what about one blow, of those Molly-Tuff cocktail things? Put that in her car and blow her up. Murder's a bit of a, an escalation. All right. I'm just trying to help. Did we help? Yeah, I think we did. All yeah, right, take, rip her pants off. Help! 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 Our um, next real-life listener writes to us with this question. Recently, I went on a trip with my partner and three other couples, including my sister and brother-in-law. One afternoon, everyone went into their respective rooms for some downtime, and my partner and I debated fooling around. Then we overheard my brother-in-law in the living room say to my sister, I'm going to go listen to them have sex. Weird. We heard him attempt to tiptoe over quietly and then stood outside of our door for 10 to 15 minutes. Ew. My sister did tell him to leave us alone, but then she went to her room shortly thereafter. I've never liked my brother-in-law, and now I don't want to spend time with him ever again. Do I say something to my sister? This isn't the first time he's been inappropriate. Last summer, he seriously <laughs> suggested wife swapping. Oh, Oh, dirty why dog. is your sister going out with a piece of shit? Man, how, do, how can you not? That tells me they have a bad relationship because of course you would immediately tell your sister, hey, did your husband sincerely say, I'm going to listen to her have sex right now? And you said, okay, bye, honey. Because that's your fault I've too, I've spoken right? to you about this and now I'm leaving. <sighs> so you never tell, you never, like if I said to Katie, I'm going to go, you know, I mean, we all had a, vlog cabin i'm like i'm gonna go and listen to tully fuck his wife <laughs> i feel like katie go what what are you you're not serious are you and i'm like oh yeah yeah you, you might you stay over there on the couch i'm gonna go listen i feel like she would yeah i heard these two really get up to it it'd be a big fight <laughs> i think that'd be a big fight at the front of tully's door where Ka katie and i'd be arguing about what do you mean i'm not allowed to listen to tully fuck? <laughs> until they tell him to open the door and go god I can hear you arguing at the door about uh, watching, <laughs> listening to us fuck. I'm not going to go in. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy dude. That's a cr crazy dude that's married. Like, why would you marry no. a crazy dude that wants to hear other people fuck? <laughs> that's a crazy thing to do when you're an adult, it's right? It's a crazy thing, but how can you be that crazy? Like, going through the process of where you end up married to somebody, I feel like you catch little glimpses of things even worse katie's got a sister katie i'm gonna go and listen to your sister fuck how I is remember she not how you do that and i will fucking hit you in the head with a brick and don't forget a year ago you also suggested that you go fuck katie's sister 
Wow! As a guy that has an open <laughs> relationship, that one, I mean, there's no what, but it's not, a, it's, ah, ah, that guy should be in jail. I feel like we're dealing with a pack of wackos here. So, yeah, no, you're right. If I'm, um, okay. if, I'm, if I'm wrong, but this, this person was like, I'm going to go and fuck in there in front of their sister. I would, I would never be at like a family gathering with a, with a chick and be like in front of my sister and be like, eh, we're going to get out of here and go fuck. Wait a minute. Well, they didn't announce that they were, they didn't announce that they were going to fuck, but you do have a a bit of a point. So it's just that time of the day when you've all been around each other and everybody needs a break from each other before you regroup for dinner. Why was this guy so sure that they were going back to their room? To fuck. Maybe her sister's really hot. Maybe. And everybody wants to fuck her. Maybe they just been down at a bar at a resort and they just kept on ordering cocktails with fruit in it and like exchanging it orally <laughs> with one another to where they were grossing everyone out. And everyone's See, like, can you two just go back to your room already so I can listen to you? It still doesn't mean you can go listen. <laughs> I know. Even if they did all but it is those odd things. That it, it is odd that he correctly guessed that they were going off to fuck. Maybe I would have let this slide if it wasn't for the other bit where he was like, we should swap and I should fuck your sister. That's a damning piece of, uh, of information. That mm-hmm. tells me that that guy is a steaming pile of shit. Yes. Yeah, I feel like... Um, <laughs> but so's his wife. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you know it, like if you know... So they knew the guy was waiting outside the door to be like... Eh, eh. He announced he was going... They heard him say, yeah. I'm going to go listen to them have sex. But at that point... But then he waited at the door for like 10 to 15 minutes, dude. You yeah. have to... Again, you have to teach a lesson. I feel like you think you want this, huh? I'm going to show you you don't want this. And then be like, oh, fist me. And then just start making farting noises. What's that guy? Oh, I'm going to suck your farts. What's the guy that says dropping huge loads when he. Oh, Nick Manning? Yeah, I'm dropping a huge load. (laughs) Like if you said that at the door, would your your brother in law not be entertained? Is that enough or would he be there every day? Do that and then bust open the door and pants him. Right. And the sister. Right. Because she's got to learn a lesson as well. A lot of or, lessons need to be taught. What about this? What about you drop a huge load and instead of on her, you drop it into your hand and then you open the door and you fucking Spider-Man him for being at the door listening? That's a very well-taught lesson. Isn't yeah. it though? Yeah. Because that, all of a sudden, it's not funny now, is it? No. Now that my jizz is on your face. That's when swapping gets real. You don't think it's so funny anymore listening to me have sex with my wife, right? That's the only way people like that learn. Right. Yeah. That's why like, that person is not going to be shamed into changing their mind or realizing the error of their their ways. Yep. They're only going to learn by um, getting something they they thought they wanted, and turns out they didn't. Like I didn't want to get Spider Man. A poop water pistol would be handy. Like you know how sometimes I think in prison they put poop and urine in a thing, and then they throw it at the guards to get at them or something. Yeah. Very like, mean. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. If you if you say I'm gonna listen to your sister fuck, yeah. and then your sister squirts through the door, uh, diarrhea and urine out of a water pistol, and he's like, "What was that?" And you know, it's diarrhea and urine. He's you can't fight them for that. You're a you're a. Isn't it illegal to sneak around on people and listen to them have sex? Probably not, right? Perhaps I mean, not the listening Tom part. Thing? It's really odd. Are you a peeping Tom if you can't see it? If you're, you just hear it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you were outside of some stranger's house, like outside their window, and you couldn't see, but you were listening to them yeah. have sex, I'm sure that's covered under peeping Tom. It's a weird thing when you're- In the same house. In the same house, and you're right. allowed to be there. Yeah. I still think you could make the case. 
particularly when you have intent of the guy going, I'm going to go listen to them have sex. Would it be inappropriate to say, I just heard what you said and that's inappropriate? Or you could FaceTime him while you finger your butthole. <laughs> oh, fuck, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Helped. Big Help. time. Big time. Big time. Question number three. My wife and I live in a small apartment at the back of our landlord's lot. They're a sweet retired couple who have been very kind to us. The back door of their house faces our front door, and we walk past it when we come and go. One morning, we decided to take our dog on a quick walk before leaving for work, which we don't normally do. When we returned, as we came back around uh, the back of the landlord's house, we caught the man with his pants down, apparently having sex with his dog. Oh, man. He very quickly stood up, pulled up his pants, and acted as if he was just tying his shoe or something. We said good morning and quickly scooted back to our house. My wife and I both asked the other what we saw, and we were in agreement that it was definitely him having sex with his dog. Wait, they saw him inside the dog? Uh, I think it is fair to assume Like they saw a pump or two? that That may well have been the case. Should we just move out quietly? Do we stay and pretend nothing happened? Do we confront him directly? Do we tell his wife? We are afraid, you know, they love their apartment. We're afraid we could get kicked out for speaking up. Mm. You know what? Oh, that's true. Because if he was porking the dog, any sort of, I was going to say, put together one of those ransom notes, like where you cut out letters from magazines. Yeah. And it's like, you fuck dogs and like give it to the wife or something. Yeah. But then it's like, probably narrows it down. Like, oh, someone... I know those two saw me fuck the dog. How about, hey, guy, how's this? I don't pay rent anymore. Oh. Yeah. I mean, was the dog (laughs) yelping or anything? We don't know much about the dog's state of mind. It's his dog, though. Yeah. I mean, that's illegal, right? uh, In most most states. There's there's, a couple that isn't still. There's well-intentioned movements to make it illegal across the board, but some states (laughs) are still playing a little bit of catch-up. Yeah. I don't know. You, you gotta. I feel like if you're a pet lover, you that guy raped the dog. Yep. So sure. if you don't call the authorities, then he's gonna keep raping that dog. And your concern is your apartment. Well, you could also, depending on how much you want to see this guy get his comeuppance, you could be like, "Look, I want free rent, and I got my eye on you." You. You park your dog again. I'm mm. telling everybody. It's his oh. dog. He lives in his house. He could fuck him all the time in the house. You yeah, gotta but get then that he could dog get out of the there, wife. dude. What? He get got, like caught by the wife. Oh, well, you could steal the dog. Here's the thing. Yeah, exactly. Because being convicted of having sex with your it's it's like a paternity suit. When somebody files a paternity suit saying this is your kid and you need to support it, as they say, nobody really wins a paternity suit. You might lose, but even just being slapped with one in the first place is a really big problem. When word gets around the community that these this nice young couple that lives in their backyard has made a credible accusation that this guy fucks his dog, that's pretty bad all by itself. Yeah, good so point. So abduct the dog, get it out of there, tell him you're not paying rent anymore, and let him figure out how to make all that work. Nice. Didn't, once again, no. very helpful, Michael. Helped. 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 Our next question, my brother. I like helping people. John, we're very helpful. Feels good. My brother, John, married Kim last year. She's a perfectly nice woman, but at the wedding, her mother got catastrophically drunk. 
sexually harassed the best man and then got into a fight with the best man's wife. A bridesmaid. Ooh. Man, fighting at a wedding and you're the mother is yeah. s- probably the most, like you can be the brother-in-law or you can be the sister and blackout and blah, and that's kind of embarrassing. But the parent that well, starts yeah. fighting people from alcoholism is, that is, everybody's bummed out. Everyone feels sorry for the bride. When of, that happens. Of yeah. course. And and honestly, with the amount of money that's on the line, people spend far more money than they should on weddings. It's it, anybody if it's within your power to not fuck up somebody's wedding, you really gotta do that. I was yeah. the best man one time and there was a guy that I was alerted to ahead of time. This guy, he's like a relative, had to be related. I mean, had to be invited. Just be aware of this guy. Cause yeah. I took my responsibility seriously. I really wanted to the couple to not have to think about anything. I, <laughs> I was kind of the sheriff of the thing. And indeed he got too happy on the the open bar during the cocktail hour, and I think he just Somebody came to me and said he was passed out in a bathroom stall. So I did just help get him out of there. So it was not an incident, but, you know, it was a thing. The place where I got married, they gave me a helpful word of warning that a week or two before the groom who didn't usually drink, his groomsmen had gotten him drunk the morning of. And the reception culminated with this guy basically going from conversation circle to conversation circle, challenging everyone to a fight. No, the groom. It's, a, it's better to fight everybody if you're the groom versus somebody who's a guest at the wedding. A little bit. Because at least it's, it's your just day. you're yeah. down on you. And your new wife is yeah. obviously mm-hmm. really, really mad. The first time For I ever sure. got married, you can all that. my friends in Australia took acid and because I married somebody that was against me partying. Yeah. So we went to bed early and they did acid and uh, they because we got married in a castle and they like they jumped the castle wall so good and like had like a whole crazy thing where one fell out of a tree and hit a power line like all kinds of exciting stuff happened i didn't get to see any holy shit that sucks it was a bummer you don't get those back no and i know and it was one of those things where it made me realize that i married the wrong person already Mm. because you you if you married me you should have let me take acid and go over that that uh castle yeah wall that could have been you on the power lines. Yes. I know, right? I love stories like that. <laughs> Imagine the story I have right now. If I had to say, you guys, I got married and then took acid and I fell out of a tree and hit a power line. You'd be like, you don't say, but I don't have that fucking story. Thanks a lot, XX executioner. <laughs> so like I imagine if, um, you know, last year my sister got married and it was mm-hmm. a big thing. If my mom yeah. had behaved in this manner, yeah. that would have been fucking shocking. That right. would be so out of character for my mom. That the whole family would have been like, I, this is this is insane. This, if if a woman does this, I mm-hmm. feel like everybody was a little iffy about her anyway. Yeah. What is this the person looking for here? Was that the end? Like, are they no. just trying to find an assassin? How long do you go before you crack a mum? <laughs> well, hold on. There's quite a bit more to this question. Oh, good oh, boy. Okay, so she's uh the the bride is a perfectly nice woman, but her mother catastrophically drunk, sexually harassed the best man, got into a fight with the best man's wife. The next morning. When the best man quietly moved tables so he wouldn't have to sit with her, she screamed at him for shaming her and then tried to stab him with a fork. The next day sober? Yeah. Oh. No one one on the bride's side even blinked an eye. The rest of us assumed that they were just trying to salvage the day by keeping the peace. But when my brother asked the bride about it later, she said the best man shouldn't have flirted with her mom. Oh, and no. then acted like he didn't afterward just because his wife found out. 
Yeah, you need to gang bash her. That's not what happened. She said, the writer says, we all saw the mother get out of control in front of everyone. John said, let it go because weddings can get emotional. But then the same sort of thing happened at Christmas when the bride invited us all to their house for a party. This time, her mother tried to set fire to my mother's dress. I kind of like her now. Supposedly for flirting with her boyfriend. I'm into her. Fuck Kim said it was my really mother's hot? fault. <laughs> like people can't, like uh, Eva Longoria kind of mother-in-law. Like how is this? Why is everybody? Oh, man. What's with the sexual tension around her? I, I know she's good in bed as far as mothers of the bride go. I, I can see why this could be like, oh, she's got to be hot. I'm picturing like fatty poo-poo. This is, this is a, a reality TV train wreck um, monster. That just goes around hitting on everybody at, 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 at functions. Yes. Just an absolute and then, train wreck. And then attacks you for not going for it and says, no, I won't marry you. See, I'm, I'm between you guys. I'm picturing more like the female gremlin. She's like real she, short. Uh, like, right? <laughs> like she's like she's like a monster, but she's still kind of got a thing. Yeah, I'm with Michael because <laughs> she tried to stab somebody with a fork, and that guy didn't even get hurt. So I reckon it was like shin level. Like oh. she's a little Ewok turd that's like bah, 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 just flipping out. She's like a Chihuahua, but a human. Uh, yeah, yeah Schnooky. She's a Schnooky. Right. I just picture her running around like that South Park episode, humping things like, oh, Schnooky wants smush, smush. Yeah, because then she <laughs> fought the bridesmaid or whatever, and it didn't seem like anybody had to, like, really handle the, the mother-in-law. Like, nobody, like, had to take her down and restrain her. It That's seemed right. like when she comes at people, it's not that dangerous. And this guy Michael's married. right. She might be, like, two foot high. <laughs> I think this guy married into a fucking family of lunatics. Mary, maybe he doesn't know that his wife is half penguin. You know what? I think the wife is hot, and this guy has put up with a bunch of shit just because he's marrying out of his league. And well, now he's seeing that she comes from a fucking uh, a cuckoo clock. There's a bunch of nuts in the whole family. You got to get out of there. And, Run. And you know that your wife is, and she's going to inevitably inevitably end up at, at two feet tall as well. That's what happens. Yes. So, you know, yeah. she might be hot right now, but <laughs> right. she's going to be a little bowling ball, angry pel pelican in a minute. <laughs> yeah. One day it's, it's going to be like the last five minutes of big, just like a, a tiny little person wearing a doll yeah. size clothes. <laughs> My advice for, for this man is to fake your own death. It's the only way out. You could kill her, like yeah. take her in a boat and put her in pieces like that TV show, Dexter guy. Yeah. Seems like everybody like we, else um, doesn't really like her either. Or is it like the everybody else in the family kind of backs the mum little this little Ewok for a Sounds like they people. do. Right. So that means you'd have to take the whole family out. That's yeah. why you just gotta fake your own death. So the the bride is really, really defensive about it. She she tends to see her mom's angle on these sorts of things. Oh. She goes, Well, they were kind of doing stuff that was, you know, my mom oh. shouldn't have, my mom shouldn't have done that, but they were being a little flirty too. Her also, mom shouldn't have set fire to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 and she also said her mom had been cheated on a lot. And it's made her really defensive of her. She sees her mom as the victim in these sorts of things. I say you probably need to get out of this, but you might want yeah. to take a crack at the mom on your way. Definitely, definitely fuck the mom <laughs> and get out of there. Helped. Helped. Next question. It sounds like a bad joke, but my cheating husband stepped into the street, got hit by a semi, and died. 
Instead of going through a very difficult divorce, I have inherited all his assets and am a very wealthy woman. I have no idea how to deal with any of this. I held a memorial and didn't stay long. I felt like a fraud. Friends told me that his mistress showed up in tears. Apparently, she is a single mom, and my husband was paying for her apartment and her son's private school. Am I crazy to want to reach out and maybe help her? My husband and I have been drifting apart for a while before he died. Um, I can't process anything right now rationally and could use outside perspective. I think that's a great human being to even ask us, the right. Jason Ellis show directly, obviously, yeah. uh, what should she do in this predicament, even to have the thought of you trying to help out this absolute cunt whore. She cheated on, she had a, is that his baby? I believe so. Oh, shit. What a dog. I guess I don't know that for sure. dogs, but. You, if you if you love someone and then you get sick of them and you and it's you still care for them kind mm-hmm. of thing because you at one point did, that's very wise, you know. Because you can I always thought it was weird when people get divorced and you're like, I fucking hate that bitch more than anybody on the planet. I'm like, well, at one point she was ranked pretty high, so that's kind. It's a that's a crazy thing to conclude that you now the worst person you've ever met in your life is this person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with that's unless at, unless some, at some point in your house you discover like a secret lair that they've been yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's like a bunch of heads in a cellar or something yeah, yeah okay now you gotta get out of there and it's okay to hate her for the rest of your days but yeah if she didn't kill people for a living then you should you should find a way to be okay yeah see i i might catch flack for this but i think she should use her um newly acquired riches to pull like a um, a Billy Madison and enroll herself in the school, the fancy school that the daughter's going to, and bully her, bully the, the child, child, yes, her husband's spawn, yes, torment her. Okay, so you're going. This lady's asking, should I do something as uh, support this lady <clears throat> because I know what it would be like to be, you know, I mean, a home wrecker who made a baby on the side. And was getting this secret money, and now I have no money, and this baby, and the man that I love, is dead, and I can't even really tell anybody. So for her to, to me, the to to live and die a happy person, for you to even think of this means that you do want to do that, and for you not to do that would will mean that for the rest of your days you'd be like, you know what? Because well, time will will ease things, and you realize. Uh, your your original idea was that's who you are. You want to help this lady. You want to help your ex-husband spawn because you love him and that's still kind of a kid that you could relate to. You want to take care of them because he's gone and, yeah, he's a dog, but in the end, cheating on, on your wife, I don't know, it's not like you still love each other. And once you see past that years later, because you will, I feel like, chicks that have cheated on me at one point would burn so bad and now i'm like what it whatever it's not the biggest part the biggest part is if you're alive or not Mm -hmm. so i would i would give this lady money and i and i would commend you because i think it's a great person that someone would even think instead of hey guys should i how do i kill this bitch instead of saying but you're asking how do i give them money i mean still give them the money keep the funds going she'll probably tell you to go spit Oh, in go the, spit, Riggs. In the immortal words. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we have a variety. My, she That's might, my favorite. She might be Daddy Glover and she might go, <laughs> go spit. <laughs> and then you'll be in the clear. And you offered and she said, go spit. And you're, you're in the clear. Yeah, really. That's you're, a real win-win. You know you've done the right thing, but you got rigged. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she just gave you a rigs and you're out. And you know that you're the better person and that she's stuck broke and she's, you know has to deal with Murtar and all that. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got time for a couple more questions. I am furious with another set of parents. My 16-year-old daughter has um, recently told her mother and me, this is the father, that she is pregnant. It happened at a party that was not well supervised and there was alcohol involved. Oh. The boy involved and his family are owning up to their share of the responsibility, but the owners of the house are absolutely infuriating me. They need to admit their share of this burden as it was their booze and their house party that allowed this to happen. My family is going to have a lot of expenses due to this new baby, and I don't know how much the boy's family can help, so it seems that the party's host should help out as it was on their watch that this happened. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Like your it's house, you pay for the baby for the rest of your life because they <laughs> they fucked in your house? Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. Yeah, that's a crazy person. It's the kind of crazy person that would have a kid underage make a baby at a fucking house party like it all adds up to bad ideas all the way around you got bad ideas mom guess what your kid came to the conclusion of come in her vagina at a house party underage once again bad idea seems like they got a lot of bad ideas running in the family i don't know who's writing this letter but everybody needs to run for the hills that's my opinion yeah, the guy says, um, I'm ready to call a lawyer to press the issue. My wife thinks I am overreacting. <laughs> a lawyer. What does a lawyer say when you come up with that one? On what statute? Yeah. Yeah. How does it work? That's, that's and insane. what if they fucked the day before the party and that was when the baby was made? Yeah. Like, you don't know that that one time they boned. That probably wasn't the only time they boned. Yeah, you need mm -hmm. evidence of where the cream pie took place. Yeah. I thought I was gross. Yes, the cream pie. <laughs> <laughs> I hooked up. One time I'd broken up with a, a girl and then, I, I don't know, we ended up back out again one time and we got really drunk at some open bar thing and um, we ended up like hooking back up in uh, a bathroom of like an Irish pub in New York and... It was a really bad idea for me to get back involved with that, but I don't hold McGillicuddy's responsible for that one bit. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Imagine if that actually went to trial and they won. Like, you could just go and, like, cream pie somebody in the bathroom of Can Burger King. Can you stop King. cream pieing everybody? <laughs> you realize if you cream pie them, I think you're in the clear, right? Look, that's where babies come from. I so guess it's if, microscopic jizz. This is gross, but it's still in there that could make a baby. But if you make it come out, does that mean you don't have the baby? Actually, cream pies would be this part of insane. the only officially approved Catholic birth control, the rhythm method. What's the rhythm method? The rhythm method was a thing that when birth control became a thing and the Catholic Church was like, no, we don't believe in birth control because the purpose of sex is for procreation. They built this little loophole in, which is... It's okay. It's natural that women have a menstrual cycle and are fertile sometimes and not fertile other times. So if you want to keep a diary of when you think your wife is ovulating and try to have sex with her when she's not ovulating, that's the rhythm method. And it was the only thing that the church approved for, for, for birth prevention for the longest time. And it might still technically be the case. That doesn't work that, all that well. That, I was going to say, that does not add up. As, as many teenagers can tell you. Yeah, yeah. coming in vaginas. 
Good chance babies sure. will come from yeah. that. Sure, we all love doing it. Condoms, Man. hate them. Yeah, no debate there. Babies, like if, take it from a guy who's got two. If people like like we're gonna start a family and they knew they couldn't really afford one, you would just go and pork in the bathroom of a Burger King and then fucking Burger King's paying for everybody's kids. True. But fucking. But fucking. No babies in that baby. Babies in that baby. Babies in that baby. In the bum, no baby. One more question. When my boy, we have some colorful listeners. When my wife and I met in college, the attraction was immediate, and we quickly became inseparable. We married soon after graduation, moved back closer to our families, and had three children by the time we were thirty. We were both born to lesbians, she to a couple, me to a single woman. She had sought out her biological father as soon as she turned 18, um, but I was never interested in learning about that for myself, but she felt we were cheating our future children by not learning everything we could about my past too. Well, her anniversary is coming up, and I decided to go ahead as a present to my wife to see if my biological father was interested in contact as well. He was. And even though our parents had used different sperm banks, it appears so did our father, as he is the same person. Yeah! You guys are fucking sister fuckers! <laughs> yeah! You guys are so gross! You're the Skywalkers. Yeah. On one hand, oh. <laughs> I love my wife more than I can say. And yeah, logically, you do. It's your sister. <laughs> yeah. Just always felt like especially close to you. That's a thing, you know, that... What's that? Sisters, brothers and sisters want to fuck each other. Oh, I've seen that. Relatives want to fuck each other. A lot of pornography. If you don't know. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You you porn needs me to believe that's a thing as well. Yeah. Did you know that a lot of mums want to help? I can't even do the scenario. (laughs) It's so fucking brutal, the things that people are into. But no, I'm serious. There's supposed to be a thing. Like if you're adopted Mm -hmm. and you might find find this person that you find a connection with. Yeah. It's not the first time this happens where people fuck their brothers and shit. And then they find out that. It's your brother, and it's too late. You already fucked your brother. That's true. They put your Luke. They put Luke on Tatooine and see stuck Leia on Luke. Fuck Leia. Wait, he didn't. But they in made the out. Real, they kissed. Yeah, which means yeah. If you're in space, yeah, you 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 fuck. That's a yeah, Star Wars they only, pie. They only Frenched because that movie was PG. Right. Yeah, that was the <laughs> French part. Then there was the other part where they went in some spaceship somewhere and fucking yeah. blew loads all over. Yeah, it. while Chewbacca went, was like, "I'm gonna go listen to them have sex." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is different. That's different. If Chewie said he wanted to hear me, I'd be like, hey, I'm all right with that. You can stand in the corner, yeah. Chewie. Yeah, you can cares. fucking open the door, man. Yeah, it's not weird when it's a monster. Cup my balls. Fuck it. This is kinky shit. Chewie's everybody's friend. Yeah, he can never be uncomfortable with having sex with Chewie in the room. <laughs> kind of feel cool. No one's going to come in and surprise you now. No, 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 no. He's he's a door guy. Walk out the room. You can wipe your dick off on his fur. That might be going to. That might be where he starts to fuck you up, bro. I don't yeah. know. I feel yeah. like everything was cool until you wiped the, your, 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 your jizz on his fur. Yeah, he might tear your arms off. Yeah. That's a bad idea. You got to keep. T- yeah, you got to look. Remember, he's very strong. So this goes on a little bit more. On um, This guy doesn't know what to do. On the one hand, I love my wife more than I can say, and logically what's done is done. We already have children. I had a vasectomy, so we won't be having any more, and perhaps there is no harm in continuing as we are. But I can't help but think this is my sister every time I look at her now. Ugh. I haven't said anything to her yet, and I don't know if I should or not. Where do I go from here? I'm tempted to burn everything I got from the sperm bank and try to forget it all, but I'm not sure if I can. You can't. Has he fucked her since? He's definitely fucking her still. Oh, yeah, he yeah, might yeah. be into it more. He doesn't want to put that in there. Oh, are you, are you Joe Dirt. Joe thing? Dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that at this point I would just be make sure your kids don't fuck each other. 
<laughs> yeah. That's my only because I feel like you're lucky. How are you, kids? Are they okay? Because I heard that's not good. Yeah, are they like cyclopses. Yeah, the how many eyes do they have and shit like that? I heard it's not good. It can be. It's not. You might bad. be okay. Yeah, because but the definitely if those kids fuck Michael, mm. that's gonna be a bad. Baby. That's problematic. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like as long as you make sure your kids don't fuck each other, like you two did, you should be all right. But I don't think you should tell her. That's a burden that you need to carry for the rest of your life. You need to let her out of that. Yeah. The, the scenario and how it all worked, you didn't know. Nobody knew. And you found each other and you made babies and you're happy. Then just be happy and 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 just carry it. You'll be all right. Yeah, just I would say. Do some Kratom. Destroy. You know I mean? Just bury it in there. Yeah. You'll be fine. I think I, it's I okay would, to be in love with your sister as long as you're not in love with her because she's your sister. But how do you know from here on out? Well, no, you know what? You've already fucked her and made babies with her before you knew she was your sister. So you're in the clear. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I would say this guy needs to um, destroy the evidence he he unearthed. Yep. Burn the sperm bank down and develop a drinking problem. Tell the dad, hey, (laughs) I'm a fucking sister fucker. So don't don't tell any. You know, I mean, keep. Let's just end it. Thanks a lot, but man, we got to go. Yeah. Because I don't want to be the dad mm-hmm. that delivered sperm and then my son that I didn't know had calls me and says that he's making babies with his sister. I don't want to be like, well, let me come down here Christmas and be looking at all my fucking weird-ass kids. Everyone needs to bail. Also, what are the odds? I mean, was that guy just like the sole contributor to that sperm bank? <laughs> No, there are there are there are super donors, and we find yeah. each other though, and they've got to be weird relatives. Dudes. If if like and have sex with them, would would you guys look at me differently if you found if you were out my brother and I had sex with you? No, yes. <laughs> if you found out that I've secretly been making money on the side by just being a weekly sperm donor, and this no. one sperm bank is just full of my cum, I'd only be weird. <laughs> That you made a lot of money from sperm and you didn't tell anybody and you kept telling me how much money you don't make. And then I'm like, wait, this whole time you were raking it in from sperm? I don't care about your sperm. I just, yeah. I'd be like, don't act like you don't make money. You're a wealthy father of thousands. Yeah. I, I see the appeal to like every, like, if every time I masturbated, it's like, oh, I could have just gotten paid for that. I mean, yeah. it's a fucking sweet deal, but I, I feel like it's a, it's a, because it's a nice thing to do for people that isn't it can't like 10 bucks. Make, I don't know, but like it, it is a like sperm banks do help people out. Like people really, really want families. They can't do it. Sperm bank helps them. You make their dreams come true. I feel like sperm bank donors are, are weird people. I kind of tend mm. to agree with you, but harmlessly weird. I think that there's fancy sperm banks where the guys do get paid a bit more. If they like vet this guy and they go, he's like, he's handsome, he's athletic, he went to blah, blah, blah school and he's a doctor now. There's people who will pay extra for the sperm of somebody who has very, very promising genetics. But there's at least- a racehorse. Yeah, there's at least one story, if not multiple stories, of a doctor who was working in artificial insemination and all these ladies thought it was all these- And he was every single one of them. And that's creepy, obviously. That's a massive betrayal of trust. But to me, it just seems like there's there's just a massive amount of ego. Just thinking, boy, it would be great if there was a thousand of half me's running around. What about Which more ego? Sin. I mean, the other stuff he did is obviously a, not just a sin, but a I crime. wouldn't want yeah. my baby out there not being coached by me. I know that would be the part for me. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Mike Sherry might have the ultimate genes, but he doesn't have the ultimate coach. <laughs> exactly. He just, he's not going to know what to do with them. Yeah. Hey, yo. So it's about time we wrap this up. Before we do, uh, I wanted to touch on something that uh, Brendan Chop was the guest last week. Yeah. And we had this whole thing planned that we were going to do, and we and we didn't do it. 
Yeah, it was a weird thing. We had a lot of stuff planned and we did do, we had so many things planned that one of them slipped through the cracks and we did all the other things. Yeah, right. Because so, we thought it would be really, really funny. So he was on our show. We had a podcast years and years ago and it was, you know, pretty modest compared to this because we still had a full-time job in radio and we weren't trying to be like the Barbara Walters thing where you make all. people cry. We just asked a very simple question about how did you get where you are nowadays and he got emotional and and that didn't, you know, that podcast came and went. It didn't really help us a whole lot. And now, boy, how valuable would it be if you had a podcast in 2020 where Brendan Chubb from, you know, Fighter and the Kids is 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 breaking down. Like, yeah. boy, who are these hard-hitting new interviewers? And uh, I just got it. I got our signals got crossed and I thought that we were bailing on that. And it's a shame because we had actually we had like a plan in place for what we were going to do to make Brendan get emotional. We had certain right. emotional things that we could touch on with him. I do want to also- add and I, now listening to that episode. Yeah. I feel like we kind of fucked him from being funny mm-hmm. because when I played the audio of him getting sad about football, yeah. he started to get sad again. Yeah. And I feel like he I feel like we were like, "Hey, come on the show. Yeah. Remember when you got real sad? <laughs> Get real sad again. Thanks yeah. for being here." Like I felt like there was a little bit of that. Yeah, well, I thought it was, obviously. No, I thought it would be funny cuz it's like, you know, if you just start cutting some onions, then everybody starts crying, right? I don't know. I haven't cut them for a long time. I remember the last time I get time, it bad. You do? Yeah. So, should we talk to you about something like what about if you say, "Is there a football game now?" Then Brendan will think you're being mean to him. I mean, you did break your arm playing football, right? Your collarbone. I did, and sports meant a lot to me. Right. You thought you were going to do good in football. It was not. You were the quarterback, right? I was the quarterback of a team, and I used to. our team was so bad. I don't even know if I completed one pass all season long, and nobody else on the team could be trusted with the ball. So a lot of times in a lot of games, they only had two plays. You were like Brent Favre. Our only plays were I keep it and run to the left, or I keep it and run to the right. I should mention real quick that Kevin Kraft really hates onions and they make him feel sick. Yeah, but not this one, I don't think. You don't seem to be crying. I don't think this has much of an odor to it. Oh, me? Fucking stinks. You smell it? You think so? I hate it. After the jujitsu tournament, this is a really rough day for Kevin. and And it's all completely Michael's fault. Michael has beat you to the point where you couldn't breathe in jujitsu. And now he is cutting up onions to the point where you look like you're going to throw up. They're really good onions. Are they? Yeah. There's no such thing. I don't. I dice them really fine. Dude, he's not crying at all. He is like completely. You're fine. I usually get it pretty bad. Yeah. This and the uh, fresh ones um are are better than older ones. This one's been sitting around a little bit. I think it's the. You trying to say something? No. I feel like you're going. Puh. What is that? Puh. Is that like? Puh. You realize we have to do another show after this. You want to try? God some? damn it! No. I make the best onions. No, you don't. No one does. Are you all right? He's getting teary-eyed. I'm trying not to vomit. Oh, there you go. You look pretty sad now. So when mm. you like yeah, went to I throw was. that ball uh-huh. and the guy tackled you, uh-huh. did you get the touchdown? You didn't, right? No, I sure <laughs> didn't. I ended up in the hospital. For, oh, man. And did you had lose, two surgeries. Did you lose the game? I'm not sure. We lost every game. Oh, man. It sucked. You lost every game? I don't know if we ever won. No, we did. <coughs> I don't know if we ever won. You lost every game. <laughs> it's entirely possible gotcha. that we lost every single game. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah. you broke and you had to have two surgeries from your defeat. Yeah. I remember hallucinating being in the doctor's office. And then I came out and I was like, well, I'll play again. Right, Doc? And they go, well, you can't play sports for a year. And I go, well, I'll play football next year. And he goes, 
well, no, no, no. I definitely don't think it's a good idea for your first sport back to be football. And with that, my athletic career was over. I was only 12 years old. Man, that sounds like a painful thing to deal with. It's very that sad. That must be really it, yeah. tearing you up inside. Oh my goodness! I, I told like, my, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. No, I, 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 you usually don't. But boy, are you really letting it fucking go today, Michael? And I can it feels see, good. It feels good to get it out. Yeah, you should. I feel like your friend over here. You can definitely tell cares. He's so sad. He's vomiting. <laughs> Sympathy vomiting yeah. is a, a thing I often elicit. Are you, what do you have anything to say about Michael's career being ended shortly, abruptly? I hate this. Yeah, he hates it. He's pissed that you're not a professional football player, Michael. Ugh. I think eating some onions would cheer you up. Do you want to eat an, eat an onion? Oh, my, my, no. Isn't it weird that an Ooh, onion spicy. can disturb somebody that much? <laughs> it's odd. I mean, it's just an onion. Yeah. It's the worst fucking smell that's ever been created. It's the worst flavor that's ever fucking been created. I think if you eat that onion and then you poo it out, there's a worse smell. Yeah. Can you imagine what onions you with poo onion? in it? <laughs> Could you imagine that? An onion with poo in the, like a, a poo onion? Does that help? The poo makes it better. Right. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. That's enough. We're okay. good. We, that's, right. yeah. we're get good that here. out of here. We, we, he's right. Oh. We do have to do more shows. <laughs> we do. We love doing shows. We love doing podcasts. Like and subscribe. Tell everybody. And Patreon.com oh, yeah. slash mate. That's right. We got a Patreon. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, you want to do the Patreon plug? <laughs> <laughs> What's so good about this Patreon? Yeah, yes, yeah, Patreon. You say? <laughs> yeah, we what do. What about it? <sighs> Two extra episodes every week. Oh shit! Of the Jason Ellis show. This four is the first I'm hearing of this. Uh, four additional hours. Yeah. Patreon.com/slash Ellis mate. And there's there's a video tier and a, a awesome world tier and an audio only tier. Yeah, I do two live uh, solo <sighs> shows on there a week, so four shows in total. Lots of stuff. Tons of content. People are bummed out. We only do once a week, but we do three a week. That's right. We do a lot of stuff. You guys don't even know. Ah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you next week. Don't die.
When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level or on top of the world. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.